Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker is here with me, and we are back for another Friday morning episode. Chris, start us off in the normal fashion with the weather headed into this weekend. In Los Angeles, California, it is cloudy 75 with clouds staying throughout the weekend. In Houston, Texas, it is partly cloudy 57 with a sunny weekend in Chicago. And I said it's sunny. It is snowing today with a high of 20 degrees and partly cloudy. And in New York City, it is cloudy 36 with snow Saturday. Well, Chris, um, I was searching for stories, right? And part of it was searching for good news. But at the same time, I was just kind of browsing for stories. And uh, I found something quite interesting so the two different stories actually with two just outrageous situations some people win the lottery in the most accidental and insane ways and that's made even more clear by the fact that i found a story about a guy in north carolina who won four million dollars by using the numbers he got in a fortune cookie um, why are you telling me this? It, it it just absolutely blew my mind. No, I don't like that you're telling me this. This is ridiculous, <laughs> Next, because now I need to buy Chinese food. Right, like, who knew? I mean, they do say they're your lucky numbers. Who knows where they can be applied? Evidently, for this guy in North Carolina, um... It was it was in the lottery. He won four million. It started out as one million, and then there was a like bonus of three million on top of that. Uh, and at first, he thought it was some kind of April Fool's joke. You know, at first, it, him and his wife thought it was just like uh, something, you know, just completely fake. But nope, turned out to be real. And second off. Chris, I, I don't know about you, but I have to ask, do you ever check your spam folder in your email? Yes, I hit purge all. I don't look at any of them. I just purge them all. Well, turns out the spam folder can hide some gems because there was another woman from Michigan who won $3 million and didn't know until she was digging through her spam folder looking for another email. Well, I can tell you right now, my spam folder certainly has nothing in it that uh, tells me that I won money. Usually it's trying to take my money or (laughs) things that I don't know how I got on their email list for. I I don't know about that. I don't know about you, but if I looked in my spam folder and saw an email saying that I won $3 million, I'd be real careful. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely have to check. But, you know, she didn't just leave it as is or, like, uh, just blindly trust it. She actually, you know, checked to see if it was accurate. And sure enough, $3 million. See, every time I open my spam folder to delete the emails... It always has the, you know, the topic of the email or whatever you want to call it always has a bunch of emojis and right there is an mm, automatic delete for me. Yeah. If you send me an email with emojis in it, I don't care I'm done. who you are. I'm right. reading it. Emails are not meant to have emojis on it. 
No, no, I completely agree. If I ever saw an email with, it doesn't matter what the emoji is. Doesn't matter if it's in the subject line or anywhere in the body of the email. I'm, I'm done. Delete. Nope. Le- yeah. Leave. But um, emails are meant to be professional. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I thought you were gonna talk about the northeastern that's coming this weekend, Nick. You know, I, I, you know what's interesting is I just looked before we started this at the weather to see if it was still set to snow uh, on Saturday. I didn't see any. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. I, I swear, it changes every five minutes around here. I have no idea what's going on because I watched the latest weather report and the weather station is still saying um, we're going to get significant to moderate snowfall. If you're wondering what is significant to moderate snowfall, no idea. No one knows. <laughs> yeah. They call it too early to predict. Even though at this it time less than twenty four hours away. Yeah, I was about to say it's about twenty it's about one to two days away at this point. It, well, they're saying it's supposed to start, you know, Friday around ten, eleven AM. Um, well, currently as we're recording this, it's almost the afternoon. So <laughs> Yeah, well, and you know, as we're talking here, I, I'm taking a look at the forecast for around here and like taking a more in depth look at it. And even now, I'm not really seeing anything like minor chances of precipitation, but who knows? No, no one knows. Everyone's saying something different at this no, point. Nick, I think we could be meteorologists. We we could be geniuses. We it could become like the every, masters. You know, it seems like every day we're talking... Well, every episode we're talking about the freaking weather. Well, it's hard to help that when things have been absolutely crazy. And, you know, winter in New York is typically a crazy time to begin with. But it feels like this winter especially has been so back and forth. Whether it's between the cold and warm temperatures. I saw next week there are like two days where it's going to be 45 during the day. Mind you, on the, at the moment that we're recording this, it's still in the negative temperatures. So, <laughs> you know, I don't want to think about that. Because if you get your hopes up for that, it won't happen. Yeah, yeah, it'll just end up staying five degrees. Yeah, you know, Nick. Um, speaking of the weather and how it's up and down, <laughs> I just got a notification from, you know, the local weather station saying, "Quote: A major storm could turn into a bomb cyclone this weekend, <laughs> slamming the northeastern with hurricane-forced winds." Here I am. Checking the weather not two minutes before that notification, and it says possibly nothing at all. And <laughs> a bomb cyclone. And now we have a bomb cyclone heading our direction. Great. Awesome. So, with that bomb cyclone in mind... Um, Let's get into what, some news. <laughs> yeah, we have plenty to talk about this week. Starting off, the Supreme Court is about to have some changes coming to the court again. Justice Stephen Breyer is expected to retire. His retirement is not going to change the balance of the court. We currently have six conservatives, three liberals. When Justice Breyer retires, who is a consecutive liberal 
President Biden, a Democrat, will nominate another liberal justice. President Biden said on the campaign trail he would nominate a black woman to fill the seat. Getting the new justice confirmed in the Senate may not be easy. Just like every nominee, there will be a brutal public Senate hearing for this nominee. Since the Democrats control the Senate, if they all remain in line, then that nominee will be confirmed. This process is likely to move quickly. Democrats want to get it through before the midterm election and hopefully before the new Supreme Court term in October of 2022. Justice Breyer is 83 years old and has been serving since he was appointed by President Clinton more than 27 years ago. He is expected to finish out this term. For those of you who want the vice president to be the new Supreme Court judge, she has already said no to that. Lots of people are concerned we will be going to war with Russia. But before we speculate, let's look at some of the facts. The U.S. sent a fresh shipment to Ukraine Wednesday, and the Pentagon is preparing up to 8,500 troops who are now on high alert for possible deployment to Eastern Europe. This is in addition to the NATO allies who are readying their troops and equipment in support of Ukraine. This comes as Russia continues to mass more than 100,000 troops along the Ukraine border, even after weeks of negotiations with the Russians and even direct communication between President Biden and Vladimir Putin. Russia denies it's planning to invade Ukraine, but it clearly appears an invasion could be coming soon. You might be asking why does this need to involve the United States? Back in 2014, Russia annexed invaded tomato tomato Crimea. There are a lot of moving chess pieces to all of this, so we are going to try and explain this as simply as possible. Putin believes that Ukraine belongs to Russia, and if Russia invades Ukraine, that would start a snowball effect that could destabilize Europe, which would significantly impact and could put NATO in danger. The U.S., of course, has a NATO obligation under Title V of the NATO Treaty to defend its allies. For years, Congress has approved billions of dollars bipartisanly in robust assistance to Ukraine. Putin has been on a mission to dominate that part of the world and has made it very public that he is willing to exert his authority by force or military or cyber or through Russian oil and gas exports. What he doesn't want is for Ukraine and other countries to have the ability to join NATO, diminishing his power and influence in that part of the world. On that same line, he doesn't want NATO to expand its power in that part of the world. And Putin in general just doesn't want Ukraine to ever be able to join NATO. Are we going to war? Not yet, and maybe never. It is important to note that the US and other NATO allies say diplomatic options are still on the table if Russia is willing to play negotiation. The federal government is giving up for now on the OSHA vaccine mandate and testing for workers at companies with more than 100 employees. The Supreme Court ruled that the specific way that OSHA wanted to implement the mandate through the emergency temporary standard was not legal and enforcement must be blocked while the case plays out in the lower court. Well, earlier this week, the federal government filed a document to the court saying they believe that they 
will eventually lose in the lower courts. Starting Wednesday, the OSHA testing or vaccine mandate emergency temporary standard was removed from the federal register. Bottom line, it is going away. The document goes on to ask the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals to drop the case. There is one footnote on page two saying the government will continue to work and come up with a permanent rule that is not executive action or emergency temporary standard, but there is not a time frame for that. So essentially, your employer cannot use the OSHA vaccine mandate as a means to make you get vaccinated or be tested. However, they can make their own rules for vaccination status unless you live in a state where there is a law saying otherwise. Paper money be a thing of the past. The Federal Reserve is talking about creating a digital dollar. Let's be very clear. This is a long ways away, at least five years, if it ever even happens at all. People are talking about the digital dollar because of the 40-page report from the Federal Reserve examining the potential of a digital dollar from the Federal Reserve. The report explored both the pros and the cons and laid out how the payment options in this country has evolved over time. The feds call it the central bank digital currency, or more commonly known as CBDC. And the report took no stance either way creating such currency was good or bad. Nor does the report signal the Federal Reserve is about to make any quick decisions or issuing any of its own opinions. In fact, the Federal Reserve says they will not proceed without support from the executive branch or Congress or ideally with some sort of a new law. It is notable that the Federal Reserve is open to opening up the discussion and talking about having transparency to public dialogue about the possibility of digital money. The entire report is in the show notes to read yourself and give a public comment on if you like. What the feds announced this week is signaling that you are about to pay higher interest rates on everything from credit cards to car loans. And it is all part of the fight to stabilize all these prices on everyday items like groceries and gas. We're prepared to use our tools to assure that higher inflation does not become entrenched. Rates on home loans are already on the rise after the central bank began to slow down its home buyer stimulus plan, making it tough for first-time home buyers. The pandemic changed the way Americans spend their money, less on vacations and eating out, and more on consumer goods. The high demand along with the COVID-related labor shortages and business slowdowns have pushed the country's inflation to 7%, the highest level in 40 years. With the expected increase, it is going to slow down inflation, driving down consumer goods, and increase the price of loans that you take out. Experts are saying that investors are saying that it's too little too late and the market is already being affected. Polling throughout this week shows that half of Americans say the cost of higher prices of goods is making budgeting harder. Inflation right away, right away forces people like that to make very difficult decisions. Economists are expecting four interest rate hikes this year. Experts are recommending that if you have a loan that will see an increase in inflation, to pay it down now. The federal chair says that they do not believe that the increase in interest rates will affect the job market, and a decrease in consumer prices could potentially put pressure on the supply chain that is still trying to deliver.
Getting into rapid news, Neil Young has decided to remove his music from Spotify after a major disagreement with the streaming platform. For more information, Nick has a wonderful article up right now on Medium. And the U.S. economy grew 6.9% last quarter and 5.7% for all of 2021. And Nick, what do you have for Friday Good News? All right, so... When you're going to a concert, especially for someone as, you know, famous and as big as Adele, um, to hear that the event has been canceled due to COVID-19, um, COVID-19 concerns with her team, you know, that that's kind of a big blow, especially for those who have traveled, uh, you know, across several states or, you know, long distances to get to Vegas where the events are being held. Uh, but, you know, Adele actually tried to make it up to some of these fans. While the shows have been postponed and will happen at a later date, that doesn't mean that everyone's going to be able to make it back for those events. And, some people really did travel a long way and were already in Vegas when the shows were canceled, such as this one New Yorker who had just made it through um, the TSA checkpoint in the airport in New York City when he got the notification that the event was canceled. But him and his friends decided to go anyway just to have fun in Vegas and say it already made it to that point. Might as well just go now. Um, so they went to Vegas and they were at this store and there was a woman at the store who complimented him on his nails because he had painted nails. And so she got a picture with him and put it on Twitter and Adele mentioned him personally mentioned him on her Twitter in a post of her own. He then went back to that store, saw the woman again, and thanked her for uh, spreading that picture. Well, it turned out that the woman had been part of Adele's team, part of her staff, and she pulled him into a corner of the store where no one else was and actually let him FaceTime Adele. And there was about a three and a half minute conversation between uh, this fan and Adele. He got to speak to her personally, and she promised him a meet and greet when the events kicked off again later this year. And this is just one of several examples of her getting in contact with fans and getting in contact with people who had bought tickets and traveled for the show before the cancellation had been announced. So they may they may not have gotten to see the concert, but I'd say getting to speak to Adele personally. For three and, and a half minutes. Yeah, for three and a half minutes is a pretty good you know, a decent trade-off. I mean, this is just like a good news story that almost like keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, first mentions him in a tweet, and then FaceTimes him, and then promises a, you know, meet and greet. Just, I mean... <laughs> Just I, first of all, getting mentioned in a tweet is more than ninety right. percent of America could say. Yeah. Then, then, um, 
FaceTimes her for three and a half minutes. Now 98% of society can say <laughs> they've never done that. And then a personal meet and greet. 99% of society can say they've never done that. And then, uh, you know, uh, mentioned tweet a meet and greet and a FaceTime. 100% of society say they've never done that. Right. You know, crazy as it is, I've like had very short like back and forth Twitter conversations with certain uh, music artists before, right? Like I've gotten mentioned uh, in a, a small artist tweet, like you no know, no one cares because you know what? It wasn't Adele. Well, no, it, it where I was going is like, even that it, uh, for even someone who, or from a band who's maybe not as big, even that is like stunning. Like, you're stunned from that when you see that notification pop up. So to see someone like Adele, you know, someone at that level that's world famous and so huge. And, you know, when you're the biggest fan of someone like Adele and you get mentioned, you get FaceTimed, you get a personal meet and greet. Insane. Starstruck doesn't even begin to explain, like, the feelings that must have been, like, just swirling about. And this wasn't just one fan. Like, she was doing stuff like this for hundreds of them and, and just trying to make it up to uh, the fans that that had been preparing for this event. That is a wild and crazy good news story. Uh, certainly above and beyond that from Adele. And, yeah. uh, that is the end of this Friday morning news episode. Make sure you follow us on BBP News' Twitter account for the latest 24-hour breaking news so you're always in the know. We will be back here Monday morning. But until then, have a great weekend, everybody. And good luck with that bomb cyclone if you're in the path. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys.